I suppose if I was asked to answer the question, can competition and integration coexist, I think I'd be agreeing with Sonia saying yes. And uh, I think many of the things that, that Sonia said are very helpful. I think why has there therefore been so much concern about potentially increasing and making more powerful the uh, sector regulator with powers around competition been so heavily opposed? And I think it's because people thinking perhaps about the wrong kind of competition. And there is competition that doesn't necessarily deliver benefit for patients or benefits for the system. Um, There's been quite a lot of concern about price competition and concerns that particularly where in markets where quality is very hard to observe, where you have individual price negotiation and price competition, that can lead to uh, quality deterioration. But we see in other healthcare markets where we have choice in the market, particularly around hospital care, you sometimes sort of get an arms race because the things that are observable are have they got the latest bit of kit or have they got very nice amenities? And again, you know, that's probably the wrong sort of competition. And the other, I think, is that people assume that the type of competition that we've had, as Sonia mentioned, the patient choice around elective surgery, where the item of of care that's being chosen is is quite small, quite discreet, and that the competition there has been between hospital entities, is again the sort of the only type of competition. But of course, it isn't. And in fact, we probably would agree that the wrong kind of competition is between small fragmented units. And actually, probably we do want uh, competition between larger integrated systems. I mean, one of the real challenges that we uh, have identified, we'll be publishing in a few weeks' time, a paper where we've looked at economic regulation in other sectors, like the utilities, been some controversy about drawing analogies between utilities and health. And whilst there are differences in those markets, I think there's still lessons to be learnt. Um, So we've gone into that territory. That one of the things that's really striking is just how fragmented the market is in healthcare compared to these other sectors, and therefore what an enormous job we're asking of the regulator. So um, I think uh, agreeing, though, in principle with some of the things that Sonia said about, you know, let's get, if we're going to have competition, let's make sure we get the right kind of competition. But similarly, when it comes to integration, Chris has written a recent piece in the HSJ saying, well, we also don't want the wrong kind of integration i.e. integration that's not in the interests of patients and the public. And I think, you know, the reason that the King's Fund has been pushing uh, so strongly around integrated care is not because we think that we should have go back to having large monopoly providers and everything should be fully uh, structurally integrated. The evidence on big mergers is it's very difficult to deliver benefit. So, you know, the idea that somehow when we're talking about integration, that's what we're talking about. No, we're talking about integrated or seamless care or coordinated care around patients, particularly patients who've got complex, chronic comorbidities, health and social care need. So I think we need to be clear that we're not, this is not a panacea. It's not competition in every bit of healthcare. It's not integration for all patients and for all types of care. And I think that's why it's so important that Monitor will have to use evidence to judge in what cases and for what patients is it in their interest for there to be more integration and in which cases for more competition. 
So I think where I would pick up about competition is in the same paper, we did look at where there are a couple of examples of, of sort of competition regulation of healthcare, so the Netherlands. And within the US, the Federal Trade Commission has had a remit in healthcare. And it very much supports what Sonia said about it's not competition law per se, but it is providers' beliefs about what will be the consequences of certain behaviours that is almost the, been the problem. So it's the fear of something around competition law rather than a reality of what competition law actually uh, says. So it's helpful that Nigel asked about those sort of myths. And what we've observed in other countries is that they've had to produce proactive guidance for providers to say, it is okay, in fact, it's good to integrate. It's a question of how you do it and whether you've got that evidence to say that it's in the best interest of patients. So I hope Monitor will be doing the same and taking a proactive uh, approach to this. And it sounds like that's in mind. And so that's, that's a really good thing because we do want to see uh, opportunities for uh, innovation for new partnerships, joint ventures that are uh, uh, going to integrate care for patients. So some proactive guidance on how to do that would be great. So the other insights from our work looking at regulation in other sectors suggests uh, importance of information. And I was pleased that Sonia picked that up. And I think it's really important that we recognise there's a real potential benefit here of Monitor around its information role. In other sectors, that's been largely about trying to make information for consumers. And um, I think in the healthcare sector, the area that perhaps we've got more to learn from the other sectors is, is around the benefits of creating competition between peers by using benchmarked information. So what's sometimes called yardstick competition. And we know from evidence that that has been shown to happen within healthcare, whether it's the probably much hated league tables. But where we do publish transparent information about the performance of providers, this can be a spur to a type of competition, which I think evidence suggests is beneficial. So... Some, some interesting messages there that I think resonate with, with what Sonia said. The other piece of work that we published earlier in the year, which was a paper by Lorraine Hawkins, in fact, the title of this presentation, so those of you who are interested uh, should read that, but for those of you who haven't read it, highlights that, again, it's not really regulation that's the issue here. It is a lot about commissioning. And so, again, would really agree with Sonia that, the NHS Commissioning Board, in particular in developing new currencies, is absolutely critical to whether we get integration and the right kind of competition. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of talk, and I think Judith might, uh, Smith might talk about more about this later, about moving away from tariff as being, in our minds, something about itemised services to thinking much more about bundles and much more uh, holistic uh, packages of care that we might price. But I would put a note of warning. I don't think everything can be priced. And I think we need to just be clear that there will be parts of the market of health, in healthcare where competition for the market is much more appropriate, where the procurement through the commissioners will be how value for money is achieved, and particularly in service areas where the critical thing is availability rather than activity. So, for example, in terms of urgent care, we're not really interested in, in paying for activity. We don't want more urgent care, but we need to know that in every area there is a integrated arrangements and availability 24-7 and 
of, of, a, of a integrated urgent care system. So commissioning for urgent care, you might want a different, you don't want to start pricing bits of the urgent care system. So I think we need to just recognise the limits of going down the route of currencies. I think the other danger, and one that Chris also highlighted, is that if we go down currencies that are pathways, so just diabetes, we know that many people with diabetes have other comorbidities. And so we need to not create new fragmentation by, in a sense, uh, siloing down pathways or disease lines and recognise, actually, that if we really want... If it's about good care, integrated care, we need to think about pricing care that is more holistic and, controversially, perhaps also across health and social care. Um, but that uh, takes us into dual not commission territory, so I won't go there. So just to sum up, in terms of my reaction to some of the things highlighted by Sonia, I think that the regulator's got its work cut out. I don't think it's likely that we get it right first time in terms of the balance between competition and integration. And I think that we have to give the regulator time. I think the regulator itself will need to be flexible, and I've heard Sonia say that. And we will need to allow time for the evidence to build up because much of this is not yet evidenced and uh, it will take time for that to, to be there. So I think while we want to go at pace with integration, uh, we also have to give the regulator time to, to get established. But I think some clear messages early on about how to do integration and the fact that it can be compatible with competition will be critical to getting this right. So I hope that that stimulates some of your questions for us both. Thank you very much.